baby. Welcome back to the Talking Sports Better Than Most podcast where we're watching the Ohio State Villanova game in the round of 32 and we got a lot of great games today. Yeah, we've already had three days of some exciting basketball. Um, March Madness has never failed to deliver. I'd say, I think I texted you that the other night. Um, not necessarily any buzzer beaters yet. Mm-hmm. Which kind of always seems a lot to of be close games, highlight. but they haven't come close down to like an actual yeah. buzzer beater. Yeah, um, some some obviously we're going to talk about Cinderella, some shockers, um, and then for the most part, in some cases, kind of the tournament's gone. I don't know. I don't know if say gone the way you thought it was going to go, but again, uh, obviously, well, no um, one saw St. Peter's in there. No, 16, I mean St. So. Peter's is going to kind of dilute the whole thing because there's such a huge upset. I mean, not only a 15 seed, but because they took down a blue bread like Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did it in overtime. Yeah. Usually a team that gets it to overtime then Comes succumbs to, to the, you know, the, the better team usually ends up winning the over. And I, I shouldn't say that the better team, but I should say that the higher ranked team usually ends up winning that game in overtime, and they didn't. Yeah, so a lot of good games. Um, so I guess that's our first topic is kind of the impressions of the first round. Again, kind of how it, I, you know, we both, we were looking at our brackets that we posted online. We were both 23 and 9. You go back and you look at the nine losses and you're like, oh, boy, we could have, you know, oh, I shouldn't have. I mean, if you pick St. Peter's, then so be it. I mean, they're just great. But, I mean, I think one of the disappointing teams, obviously, was Iowa losing right off the bat to Richmond. Um, So many people came off the Iowa. Iowa was hot. Iowa was going to, you know make a run we talked about this last week like is winning these big tournaments even a benefit mm-hmm. um you know does it take a lot out of you um, tennessee out in the second round won the sec um virginia tech won the acc yeah. out in the first yeah. round iowa won the big 10 out in the first round right so you just um, won so i mean it's you know you don't i guess i don't know what i mean that could just be coincidental i mean they just lost it doesn't mean that like but i think it also gives teams time to yeah i mean it's a long season you need time to you know, get your body healthy again and, and relax and prepare for the next team instead of and trying to it win. You could a, put the target on your back. And obviously, Virginia Tech, though, needed it. They were right. obviously 11 seed and won the ACC. So, obviously, I don't think they were making no. it if they didn't win the ACC. So, that is a team that I guess I understand. Like, they probably, I'd have to imagine, had to win it to get in. But, like, Iowa was obviously already in and, and then Tennessee was already in. Like, Providence that won their conference, and we talked about it her last first week, round, and now they were going to lose. You know, South Dakota State was supposed to make more threes than any team in college basketball, and we're going to win, and then they just kind of smacked them in the face. So um, I guess it could go either way, but it just seems like the Big Ten tournament for sure hasn't been a, a springboard to future success in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. So that was definitely, and obviously, as we just said, Kentucky losing, um, you know, it's kind of like the Dallas Cowboys losing. It puts a smile on everyone's face. You wonder, I don't hate Kentucky. No, I don't hate Kentucky, but I think I don't the Cowboys lose. Well, yeah, them. but I, I don't hate them. But think I think people, it was kind of funny that they lost to a 15 seed. Yeah, and I kind of root for almost every upset. To be honest, I think know. people thought maybe this was a little different year for Calipari. We talked about him a month ago or something that we kind of thought they were a hot team. They weren't. That team of all freshmen. Yeah, they're a different team this year. They weren't a team that was five freshmen. I mean, they weren't the same stereotypical Coach Calipari team at Can- uh, Kentucky, but uh, they lost in the first round. So. Yeah, so I just that was kind of obviously a, a springboard. I think both teams that um, well, we'll find out Notre Dame plays, I think, later today. We'll find out if 
someone from the first four can kind of make a run. That seemed to happen, but this year yeah. looked like maybe that's not going to be the case. I mean, Indiana got absolutely drilled. Uh, you know, they had to go from Indiana or Dayton all the way to the Northwest, but, oh, boy, did they look like they had some jet lag and look like they just got – I mean, they just got – the crap beat out of them. That's all you can say. Yeah. Um, so uh, a mixed bag. Again, no buzzer beaters, some close games. Now we're on to the team second round. We're halfway through it for sure as we're taping this. We obviously, Gonzaga's in the Sweet 16. Your team, Michigan, beat a, maybe one of the hottest teams in the country, Tennessee. Um, played a lot, had a lot of turnovers and kind of some dumb mistakes, and especially in the last couple minutes of the first half, but really – as bad as they played in the last two minutes of the first half, the last four minutes of the second half, they were, they were the better team and just um, came out and, and definitely I thought they they looked like the better team against versus Tennessee. Yeah, you saw it more of it than I was able to see, but um, I I don't know. I was surprised that it looked like they kind of just came out and hit some shots to start the game and kind of just kept that lead and then obviously we're down a little bit. End of the first half because I like I said I don't, I don't know if it was like four or five straight turnovers. Yeah, I think four when you end the half like that, it's really tough. But and I mean was, to to beat that uh, Tennessee team up pretty bad in the second half was obviously an impressive. And again, half. most importantly, we said this maybe on Monday when we were talking to be 11th seed and have an All American on your team. You're you're you, you could definitely be you know again when these teams are in the Big Ten ranked like that. Well, it's just hard because the Big Ten, like they do in football, they just beat each other up. Yeah, we said that on Monday. that it was. That's why it's so time. hard for the Big Ten to get a national champion in either sport, football or basketball, because they just beat each other up all year. I mean, yeah. they aren't coming in at 100% like these other teams are in the conference, from their, their respective conferences. And I'm going to be honest with you. I know I don't know how much you paid attention, obviously, with you not being able to watch all of it, but... I thought Dickinson had one of his worst games, to be honest with you. He looked very nonchalant. He looked tired. He threw some horrible passes. Yeah, I don't know if he was, like, sick, um, but I saw he was on the bike or whatever. Yeah, they said he, he was, like, staying away from the bench for a little while. Yeah, but. he looked – I mean, some of the passes he made were just – they were unforced errors. So mm -hmm. I was commenting when watching the game, like, wonder what's going on with them because he definitely didn't yeah. – play his up to his caliber and that was mm -hmm. great to see the other guys come in i think jones didn't play then the second half yeah i saw that he so, was out i don't know if i'm assuming it's related to the concussion protocol but still impressive to get that win well, some, obviously he injured his wrist in the middle of the game oh did he yeah and i didn't see anything first 10 minutes of the game he took him back to the locker room well, they said it was an illness no it was his wrist oh. and they took him out they brought him back in um he went to the locker room came back out and finished the first half but for some reason, then he just um, – he didn't start – didn't come out in the second half, so I don't know yeah. what exactly was going on. He, but he had taken about two falls in a row. I mean, he'd gotten yeah. – the commentators were mentioning how he got kind of beat up. So Michigan in the Sweet 16, obviously Ohio State's playing now. Want Ohio State to win, um, to have that Ohio State-Michigan um, Sweet 16 battle for only the second time them ever playing – um, in the NCAA tournament, we talked about, I think, last week, their epic um, Elite Eight game back in 1992. So we'll see. Um, Villanova is um, obviously a good team. We all know that. So it'll be interesting to see um, where they're going. But they made a couple threes already. Um, we'll see. We'll see how they do. But um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see by the end of the podcast. We'll be at least at half past halftime. We'll see. How close Ohio State can hang in there. Um, 
that we got Gonzaga, we got Arkansas. Arkansas just played horrible last night against San Diego. Yeah, State. I, I turned on the game oh, last night. San, and I New saw Mexico that it was. State. I saw that it was like forty-six to fifty, oh. and I thought it was the first half. Oh, it was not a. Game. And then it was like fifty seconds up to the second half. I was I, like, oh my gosh! I think New Mexico only hit eleven points at half. I mean, it was really? it was it was horrible. Sadly, I didn't get to see Maybe that. They got sixteen points at half. It took them the first 13, 14 minutes to get to double digits, and oh, they were oh. down. They got back to within single digits. At halftime, they made like a three or something right at the bat, at the buzzer and hung in there. But it was one of the more poorly offensive games I've ever seen in my entire yeah, life. Yeah, it was twenty-seven to sixteen at half. Okay, yeah, it was it was bad. So, anyways, um, you know, it's interesting. Some of these games have been high flying. Like last night, Gonzaga had a, a good offensive shootout. Yeah, with they Memphis. had eleven points with the with two twelve in the first half. Yeah, I told you it was oh, absolutely it was a really embarrassing game. And then you had North Carolina playing Baylor. We said that Baylor was definitely um, the most vulnerable number one. They had a ton of injuries. Obviously, it's hard to, to repeat. Um, and North Carolina had a 25-point lead with 10 minutes to Well, go. I think North Carolina is actually a very good team. I just think they – I think Baylor is hard to play against when you're leading because they do pressure, and I think they have a tremendous press. Um, so – and, and then also they had, obviously, the one starter got ejected. And then they had, uh, I think, a guard that was uh, um, fouled out late in the game. So, I mean, it's just when you face that pressure, you need all the ball handlers you can get on the floor. And Well, and it was kind of an NFL game. I mean, they, they were beating the crap out of each other. <laughs> well, I saw something about Jay Billis said this was not basketball. And then Dan Dockage said it was the greatest game he's seen or whatever in a long time or something yeah, like that. I mean, every time down, somebody was on the ground. I yeah. mean, it was it was rough. Um Villanova with another three. They're up ten, folks. My heart, my heart may be getting dashed as well, we. You talk. got 32 minutes and 21 seconds of the gameplay, so you got plenty of time. As Baylor showed, you can come down from 25 down. Obviously, they didn't win the game, but took it to overtime. So yeah, just kind of nervous about Ohio State's offense in the first game, and they needed to think shoot more baskets. That's what they should be doing. But anyways, um, so Michigan obviously going in Sweet 16. That was great. Um, UCLA, I think a lot of people thought they were kind of a hot team. They're going to play North Carolina. That should be a really good, that should be a high-scoring affair, see where yeah. that takes them. Um, and then, of course, we got the rest of the games, potentially um, the one everyone's talking about, obviously, Michigan State, Coach K, obviously, whatever yeah, game I know, he I loses. I can't Coach K is retiring today. <laughs> yeah, whichever game he loses is going to be his last game, obviously. Um, so that game's later today. But um, I'd say right now, when we look at our brackets, uh, mine's looking kind of good. Yours is looking pretty shaky. Um, oh boy! Yeah, you got some. You're you're in trouble, folks, for rounds two, three, and four. Um, you hung on with Iowa and Virginia Tech. That that kind of screwed you over. But um, in the end, everyone's brackets kind of um, roughed up, folks. Um, I want to know. I don't think anyone in Kentucky's winning their um, their game matches, but you know, because everyone there is picking Kentucky, so kind of interesting to see. But um, it's definitely been an exciting start to the tournament. Um, Cinderella lives on. We'll see. They're going to either play, what, Purdue or Texas, right? Texas was a team. Everybody said wasn't going to score 30 points, I think, and somehow come out and absolutely dominated Virginia Yeah, well, I don't think St. Peter's has a chance if they play Purdue. Uh, I don't know how you can guard Jaden Ivey and Zach Eady with. I mean, I don't know their roster very well, but I think at least Texas um, offers them an ability to stay in the game. But I think if they just... 
if Purdue plays them, I don't think it. But you never know. I mean, at the same time, you probably said that a lot of people said that about Kentucky. So, yeah. and they beat Kentucky, and then they beat Murray State, which is a team that I think had 32 wins in the year, or 32 and two, or 31 and two. I mean, so St. Peter's has shown that they're uh, not one to be counting out. I think tonight's game, Arizona playing TCU, could be an interesting game. I think um, TCU put up a just absolutely annihilated Seton Hall for starters. And um, I still think people still don't know Arizona. I don't know Arizona, to be honest with you. That could be a pretty interesting battle. And maybe Miami could upset Auburn. I don't know. I'm I'm still not thrown on Auburn. I think that whole bottom of the bracket, Iowa State, Wisconsin, Miami, and Auburn, I wish Ohio State was down in that part of the bracket because, to me, all four of those teams are pretty blah. I mean, Colgate almost hung in there with Wisconsin for a long time. Kansas barely beat... uh... Yeah, Kansas. Creighton. I just again, I that, I think that whole end of the bracket, that Midwest bracket. Well, I think Kansas is, is a one seed because they play in the Big Twelve and they're Kansas. Yeah, I think that's why. I mean, but it's, Big Twelve is not Clayton that great. It was basketball. lost their best player. He what, broke his leg. Yeah, or something the big the guy or whatever. Game. Yeah, I mean, it could have. I think been a completely different outcome. The sad thing is Creighton was down one and they had the ball with like a minute and twenty to go, and then it just kind of. No, uh, they 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 had all, the guy threw a horrible pass. And um, they went down and scored an easy layup, and then it just from there kind of snowballed. Mm. But the last minute, but um, Creighton almost probably should have won that. Game, I, I, so. I was keeping tabs on it, and I saw that it was just kind of like seemed steady till about the almost to the end of the game. It was just like a minute or two left where they yeah. kind of just went away from them. But I mean, they showed that they were a pretty good team, and they hung with Kansas the whole time. So I don't know who Kansas will play, but. It's going to be play. interesting. Kansas is going to end up playing... Um, Providence? Providence, yeah. Uh-huh. Again, a team that I think everybody, again, besides if you're a Providence fan, I think everybody had them losing <laughs> in the first round. Yeah. Um, so, again, they, they've played great. Again, a team that, again, the conference tournament probably helped them, gave them the momentum, gave them the energy. And, again, kind of like the opposite of Iowa, the players are like, we just won the Big Ten, we're going to kind of roll... Providence on Selection Sunday, everybody was like, you're losing to South Dakota State. Yeah. Like, it was maybe the complete opposite that... Um, well, they lost in the first round of their tournament. Yeah. After so winning the conference. It just kind of seems funny that maybe they, they were building the opposite way. Like, everybody was doubting them, and it kind of actually spurred them on. So, um, the the tournament's definitely got... It's going to have Gonzaga, and it's got the number one seeds probably... Um, you never know. Again, it's just in 60 minutes, I guess anything can happen. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But besides the earth-shattered peacocks, um, so far everything's kind of going the way, I guess, you expected it to go, for the most part, I'd say. Again, you just never know. These upsets can happen at any moment. Um, see if we can get ourselves a buzzer beater today, though. A memory for everyone to, to take with them. Like... Granted, I know everyone, and and then St. Peter's goes out and Murray State was going to play Kentucky. You know, two Kentucky mm-hmm. teams, first time ever, and they pretty much dominated Murray State. Murray State is the number one scoring team in the country, I think, with Gonzaga scoring eighty some points a game. And boy, they just—I don't know. Maybe St. Peter's is you know. Now, one thing I'm going to tell you that is driving me crazy that I'm seeing on Twitter today and last night is this idea of the little guy and the little teams coming out and how college football folks don't compare college football to college basketball. The little guy in college football is not competing with the big fellas in college in in college basketball versus college football. It isn't happening. Sorry. Just 
It's not happening. You're saying size doesn't matter in basketball, but it does matter in football? In other places. But, you know. Oh. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I just, yeah. I mean, yeah, Cincinnati did well against Alabama. and But I'm going to be honest with you. We do not need to have a bunch of mid-majors in a tournament like this. It's not going to make football any fun. You're going to get injuries out there. It's just, it's not the same. College basketball is different. Again, but not college football. There's a big difference. Different animal. Yeah, definitely rather be bigger, but, you know, anyways. Yeah. Well, so, it's going to be the, the David versus Goliath. You know? Yeah, I think, again, the, just don't sub, don't bring the two together. I saw all the tweets. This is why, no, 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 no. They're two completely different sports, two completely different makeups. In college basketball, it's great. And until one of these teams in college basketball goes and actually then wins the championship, then you can maybe have a conversation. But they're not winning the championship. And you cannot put Gonzaga in with those mid Gonzaga is a top-five college basketball team, period. I mean, they've made Sweet 16 just as many times as Michigan in a row now. They've played in two of the last five national championship games. They're a proven powerhouse in college basketball. So, again, 20 years ago, maybe you can put Gonzaga in that ball in that bracket, but not anymore. So, um I just saw those tweets last night and oh just got me like don't don't do this. Let's just enjoy March Madness. Let's just enjoy college basketball and go from there. Well we're gonna have a lot to enjoy. Yeah. Got a lot more games. Got games today. Probably gonna be a lot of good games. We'll see. Buckeyes down seventeen to nine. Let's keep it close. Keep it close. Keep it close going to halftime. We'll see. You know? A lot of gameplay. We'll a lot of game time, we'll though. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So, anyways, that's college basketball. Those are the games still to come. Um, obviously, um, a lot going on. We'll see how the Sweet 16, and by next week, we'll have our Final Four set. So, um, we'll see where it all takes us. And, unfortunately, during the college basketball season, the NFL just, just dominates everything. And this week, from literally um, Sunday well, evening. a couple players dominate. Yeah. I mean, other other guys aren't going to make as big of a name, but no, you know, but some of those games the NFL, are going to be a big big deal no matter what happens. I don't ever remember the NFL free agency and the NFL offseason being as... Well, I mean, just as time has gone on, there's more guys that are, they, you know, aren't happy with their situation and complain and cry about everything. And, you know, you got the divas, and that's just how it happens. That's, every sport is just the way it is now. Well, bottom line Once you is, get to the NFL or the you know, MLB or uh, NBA, and you get all that money, it just goes right to your head. Well, last Sunday during the bracket show, um, news broke that Tom Brady was unretiring. So Tom Brady is back. Back five. Um, yeah. Same boat. Um, so he's back with the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers have some holes here. They got a lot of free agents. Um, I saw the Buccaneers are requiring all their – season ticket holders that if they want season tickets this year, they have to, they can only do it if they purchase them for two consecutive years. So you tell me if they don't think Brady won't be back next year. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so Brady is back. Um, his dad blamed it on the media and said Adam Scheffler basically forced him to retire. and Brady wasn't ready to make an announcement, but had to because of Adam, which I don't know why Tom Brady's dad's even opening his mouth, but Bottom line is Tom Brady's back. Uh, the Bucks have a chance because they're in the NFC. 
I think if they were in the AFC, I don't think they'd probably have as much of a chance. But being in the NFC, I think they have a great chance to to get as far as they want to. Yeah. Um, um, I, mean, I don't you know the chance if you pieces got of the puzzle they're going to put together. A heartbeat it's behind center in the NFC. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we're going to talk about some free agents who are left, and a couple of them are still on his team. Um, Fournette and Gron- um, Gronkowski, what they're going to do. Um, but there's really not many other big names for him to go out and get unless they're going to do some damage in the draft. And I guess they got to find some protection so Brady stays upright. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think this changes the power in the NFL. It just makes the NFC uh, gives – I don't know. I don't know. I just – I don't – like I get he's back, but it doesn't make me think, oh, my gosh, the, for sure the Buccaneers are not – I don't even think a top five team to win the Super Bowl next year, even with Brady back. He's the GOAT. Don't count him out. Well, I'm not counting him out, but I'm just saying I, it's it's great to have him back, and he's going to win a lot of games. I feel bad for the guy who spent the half a million dollars, though, buying, I think that Sunday, too, he bought the ball. That was the last, last touchdown. touchdown. And now Brady donated money to Bitcoin or something for the guy. I mean, the guy, if he had half a million dollars or whatever to buy a football, I'm not feeling bad for him, but... Um, <laughs> You know, I guess he, he really thought he had the ball of balls. But um, so kind of interesting with that. So, you know, I don't know. I, I So that was humongous news because it's Brady. Um, and then I think, you know, the next couple of days we get more breaking news. So now I think on Tuesday, I think the Devontae Adams deal took place. So Devontae Adams... All the talk of Aaron Rodgers, all the talk of everything Green Bay, he's off to Vegas. And not to gamble. He's not like uh, Calvin Ridley? No. He's going to Vegas to play frickin' football. He's meeting up with his college quarterback. So they played both at Fresno State. Um, I thought the whole thing was, again, this is what I hear, Devontae Adams and, and Aaron Rodgers are best friends. Well, I hear they're not best friends anymore, I guess. I don't know. I wouldn't want to be best friends with him. He's a big diva. He's a crybaby. I would never want to play so with him. So the bottom line is it sounds like, obviously, Devontae Adams was disappointed that maybe Aaron took all the money that Aaron got, that they needed some more pieces. Well, yeah, he signed a what? How much money? A lot. $50 million for a year or something like that? Um. I mean, that doesn't really allow you to have cap space to sign anybody else, that's for certain. And then the Packers apparently had agreed to pay that, and then Devontae just thought his chances are, are, are just, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers spoiled that situation. And in the end, though, Green Bay got what they wanted, right? They wanted Aaron Rodgers, they got him back, but who the hell is he going to throw to now? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you, I mean, this... I don't know. I I don't think Green Bay's happy really that they actually got him because he he's destroyed an organization basically. I really do. I feel like he's just taken everything and, and has completely. Um, I don't know. I just. I, whew, I don't. I don't think the Packers are any better. I think they're well, worse. Yeah, you lose the best receiver in football. I don't know how you get any better. So, where that leaves the Packers, I don't know. All I can think of is, um, I think the NFC North might have a have a. The Bears and the Lions are going to have a role in that, and the Vikings obviously are going to be tough. And I think that division. I mean, I think we all. I think two weeks ago we said just hand them the the division trophy and go on. I think I said that last week. Yeah. Now it's I don't know, folks. I think, I think, 
Aaron Rodgers has gone from, uh, I don't know, talk about a reputation being ruined, and obviously he's a polarizing figure. It just seems like, um, wow, I don't know. I the guy that wanted everything he could get and kind of destroyed the team because of it. <laughs> yeah, his dreams did not come true. And now the Raiders with Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, um, Waller, and I'm missing somebody. I can't think who I'm missing, but they got one more piece, um, the slot receiver. I can't think who it is. Um, Hunter Renfro? Yeah. And um, I don't know. The, that division's crazy. I mean, seriously, uh, I think when we, I was texting you the other night, we were texting, I mean, first of all, the AFC, we talked about this again a month ago on the podcast, was the most, I mean, lopsided to me in terms of the NFC, and now the rich just keep getting richer, and now the Raiders have to be considered a team that can compete with just about anybody. So um, I, I think that's huge news. I don't know if I put the Raiders as a Super Bowl contender, but they made the playoffs this year. Um and they certainly didn't get any worse in the offseason. No, you so. have the best receiver in football. That kind of helps. Yeah, so I think that's that's pretty interesting as well. So then, that was Tuesday, and then the reports came out that the Cleveland Browns were going to go after Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson said, no, not interested. Baker Mayfield then that night says in a long Instagram post that he thinks maybe whatever happens he doesn't know, but... Thanks, Cleveland, for everything. Maybe it's time to split up. And then the next day, Deshaun Watson gets a phone call from the Cleveland Browns organization saying, we'll give you all guaranteed money. And Deshaun Watson says, I'll take it. Not because he's going to owe a lot of money to some people. Um, So he gets this guaranteed money, and now Baker's gone. Somewhere. I don't know where he's going to go. And I guess the Browns picked up Jacoby Brissett as the backup quarterback. And they traded the Buffalo Bills. So, I mean... That definitely shocked, I think, a lot of people. Um, But Deshaun Watson's been cleared. He's going to have civil suits, and he's going to end up paying a lot of women a lot of money. That just is going to end up happening. He's not going to be charged criminally, though. Um, And, I mean, if you think of the the Cleveland Browns, so they just reworked um, Cooper's um, contract to make room, to bring back, um, his name's escaping me, Jarvis Landry. Sounds like he's going to end up re-signing with them. And now it sounds like Will Fuller is going to join maybe the Browns or his mutual interest. And, of course, he played with Watson in Texas. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you put... EDs! Yeah, you put Chubb and Kareem Hunt and um, and Deshaun Watson, who was the best quarterback, really... Basically, when he went out for that year, I think it was averaging over 300 passing yards a game. Um, and guess what they're still not going to get to? I don't know, folks. This is this is crazy. And the question is now, think of those quarterbacks. You got Watson, you got Jackson, and Burrow in the same division. And, um, I mean, wow. That's that's a, that's an interesting division. I, I think the Browns. I know. I purposely left him <laughs> off the list. Um how he must feel playing in that division. Uh, I mean, let's be honest with you. Those are going to be some battles in that. I don't know who's going to win, whatever. Uh, Cleveland will think they're going to be the best team. But, I mean, that that is going to be a battle, folks. Um, no, it's going to be a tough division. And then, don't forget, in the other division, you got all the other teams. I don't know. The AFC is crazy. I think it's tough. I think, in the end, um, 
Deshaun Watson obviously is a, a franchise quarterback. He obviously is, does things that I, obviously a lot of quarterbacks can't. I think no, he's a stud. He's just so good. Cleveland um, gave up some draft picks, but they finally got their franchise quarterback. And um, he's going to be. I mean, he's going to be there for at least a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, he's not that old. I mean, he's probably no. twenty-seven, yeah, maybe. Him and Burrow going head to head. I don't know. And now, we just what, what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson? I mean, bottom line is, I think he's the third best quarterback in that division. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know. I this is just going to be. I'm telling you, when that NFL schedule comes out and you start putting these teams together, I mean, it's going to be absolute a bloodbath because these teams, there's just no way you're not going to lose games. I mean, there's just too much talent in, 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 especially in the AFC. I mean, it is just unbelievable. So, um, it's going to make for great theater, great TV, um, great fantasy. Um, it's just going to be really good to see. Um, so pretty cool how that ended up all playing out. Um, Juju Smith Schuster is leaving Pittsburgh. And he's yeah, I didn't know he was leaving. I didn't either. And then he's going with um, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So I guess the rich just keep getting richer, huh? I don't know what to say about Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't really know if he's that great of a receiver or not. No, but he's somebody you got to keep an eye on. Well, yeah, I'm definitely not saying he's not going to help them. I just... And, of course, having Patrick Mahomes helps. Yeah. I guess it probably didn't help that he was in an organization the last couple of years that just didn't wasn't able to really get going offensively. So I shouldn't really judge him on those, you know, statistics that he was hurt and stuff like that. Yeah, I only signed a one-year deal, um, which um, tells you that I think both sides, Smith-Schuster can obviously really elevate himself, and the Chiefs are... He's got a year to prove himself. Yeah, the Chiefs are probably thinking, all right, let's let's see if he can be the old Juju, um, or does he kind of just fall, you know, just is run-of-the-mill, I guess. Um, we'll see how many TikTok videos. Can you imagine him and Patrick Mahomes' um, brother with the TikTok videos? Oh, boy. They'll be going head-to-head with a lot. I'm watching this game. Every time Ohio State gets a little close, I've never seen so many turnovers that just are so pathetic in a game. But anyways, okay, back to the, back to what we're talking about. Um, so I think the Chiefs, obviously, again, just the rich keep getting richer. They're going to be fantastic. Uh but they got to worry about the Chargers. They got to worry about the Chiefs. They got to worry about the Broncos. I mean, you got a division there where, again, it's just going to be an absolute bloodbath. Um, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I thought it going to be fun. And then, I mean, yeah, and you, in the next one, the Chargers with Khalil Mack. I mean, Bosa and Mack would be a scary. They're going to need two offense because the offense looks like it's dominating. But, I mean, yeah, I think um, the Chargers obviously have gone out. They they got their franchise quarterback. They have now, like you just said, two. Well, who was that receiver? Um, Mike Williams. He's not with them anymore, right? He signed somewhere else, didn't he? Yeah. Someone just picked up, what was it, Jefferson, though? Was it the Chargers or somebody? Or the Rams just picked someone up, too? Hmm. I don't know. It's, it's Again, you can't even, as we were putting together the podcast, who we were going to talk about, I mean, it's almost impossible because every time you turned around, there was a new free agent or a new signing. And something that just happened two days ago seemed like it happened a year ago because there's been all these breaking stories. Yeah. So we probably left some off. And I think after <laughs> after the NCAA tournament, when we can focus on the draft, we might be able to actually say, oh, yeah, remember this player went here and that player went here because yeah. it's so chaotic. Um, we Obviously, I think we might have mentioned it, but we also talked about Von Miller going to Buffalo, which obviously is huge for the Buffalo defense. Um, that division... 
You know, you got, um, geez, Louise, um, every time they get close, I just, oh, um, maybe that division will be the weakest in the AFC probably along with maybe, I don't know what the Colts are going to do in the Houston at, you know, you got two divisions in the AFC that I think are just absolutely got nothing but gunslingers and two divisions that are kind of a little more lawyer to sleep. So, um, I don't know. You got these teams that are either built, it seems like on offense or defensively, they're just going to be unbelievable. So definitely some interesting and of course last night i also heard matthew stafford restructured deal to stick with the rams Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people said maybe this was it you know they were kind of a team built for one year and yet maybe not um looks like stafford's planning to stick around for a while and definitely can play they got great talent great players so that'll be interesting robert woods is leaving los angeles and he's going to tennessee tennessee obviously's offense is about as well they lost they, what, they released Julio Jones. That's a guy that went from the top of the world to uh, making McDonald's burgers, yeah, flipping so, burgers. So Robert Woods, though, of course, he got injured. That was the missing piece in Los Angeles. Yeah. But, you know, maybe, just maybe, uh, gives them a little bit of a talent because Tennessee obviously is going to win a bunch of games. They play a good defense. They have a great running back. So they're going to be tough. But offensively, they are, let's just say, offensively challenged. So we'll see. Um, well, they're just uh, predictable. Yeah, we'll see how that kind of plays in. So that's kind of the quick recap of some of the big names. You know, Stephen and I were talking a little beforehand, too. There's obviously been a ton of free agent signings and movement with offensive linemen and defensive linemen that in the end probably are going to make and break some of these teams. But on the flip side, they're not necessarily the big names everyone's going to notice. So, um, I mean, it's just every time you turn around, somebody's moving somewhere. So, again, it's 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 makes for great parity in the NFL and um, it's going to be pretty interesting to see how it all plays out over the next month as obviously we um, gear towards the draft and probably the last thing then is where who's left still out there Um, just some big names that I think most people would know you have Winston Jameis Winston coming off an injury and really the only hope for I think the New Orleans Saints that who don't have a quarterback um, and they basically, I, I don't know how this makes Winston feel. It's like, well, they tried to get Watson. Um, and now it's like, well, we didn't get Watson. So I guess we got to, hopefully you'll be healthy. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, it sounds like Jameis is excited to have a chance. I saw him working out and trying to get healthy again. So um, he's obviously I would still assume he'll be ready by week one. Yeah. He tore it pretty early on the season. Yeah. I mean, the Saints quarterback situation was pretty rough. Yeah, they went year. through about 15 different guys. They signed they're signing guys left and right. Yeah. They went through Ian Book, um obviously Jameis Winston, and the guy from Northwestern. Um guy from Northwestern. Yeah, the quarterback Simeon. Oh, Trevor Simeon, yeah. Um, so pretty pretty interest pretty pretty rough situation there. We talked about it earlier then Fournette and Gronkowski still out there. And people forget, I mean, Leonard Fournette is a beast. I mean, ran the ball hard. Um, he's just a – he was a hard runner. Yeah, he's a hard runner. Yeah. I mean, I think you, you're not going to – you can't have Tom Brady out back there throwing constantly. I mean, you're going to need – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I completely agree with that. And Gronkowski, don't know what's going on with him. I mean, all they say that's a security blanket, but last year he, you could tell age and just hits, I think, picking up on Gronkowski. I mean, the guy's been brutalized <laughs> over his time. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what happens with Tampa Bay, how their piece of the puzzle. Probably the biggest name still left out there is Odell Beckham 
Jr. Um, he tore his what? Is he, he tore, did he just tear his ACL or more than that? The Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. I don't. Know I know he tore his ACL. I don't know if it was going to be more than that. Or, but it sounds like the Rams are definitely done with him. Yeah. Um, used him, abused him. Yeah, but he got a tro- got his ring. Yeah. Um, compared to where he was Swam at the beginning them. of Thank the year. Thank you, ma'am. Um, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I heard the rumors. Maybe Beckham goes to join Aaron Rodgers up in Green Bay because they need a running. They need a wide receiver. There's no mm-hmm. one else. Um, they need talent up there to catch the ball. Oh no, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I don't know Beckham and Rodgers in the same locker room. Holy moly! I mean, whew, I don't even. I don't even want to imagine that. But he's obviously up there, and no matter where he goes, until Beckham stops playing, is going to be kind of a name people just always yeah. gravitate towards. And then Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger. Um, good defensive player for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of interesting. He's just still out there. I mean, he's kind of a big defensive player. Yeah, no, he's a big um, name. I mean, he can can't be sitting out there very long. No, I'm kind of shocked that he still is. So, yeah. again, just and again, you could Google. There's a ton of also offensive linemen, some defensive ends and stuff still out there that will make or break teams as well. But those are obviously big names that if you're even a casual NFL watcher, you kind of. Um, recognize those names so definitely um a lot to transpire as um all these teams kind of maneuver themselves and get ready for the draft which i guess just maybe a month away or so yeah about probably like six weeks away of april late yeah, april, april sometime. Late april, um five and a half six and weeks i think it's in um well, it's, it's probably year, five weeks and like four days away it's probably it starts at thursday night right yeah, yeah. so i think so. It's, i think it's in las vegas so, anyway, so there's the NFL recap. Definitely some excitement going on. Um, we we don't necessarily have a team that we root for in the NFL. We follow the fantasy and just good games. Yeah, I don't really care that much of who wins. I just like to watch it. And but I mean, it's fun to you know NFL fan, watch. I mean, they got some. It's going to be an exciting year, and um, well, it depends on who you're a fan of. But well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, that, feels, that makes a difference. But it feels like there's about ten teams that are just well, yeah. loaded. And in the end, there's only going to be well, one. Well, that's the nice thing about the NFL is I feel like they do a great job of uh, – it's not the same uh, – I guess you could say that the Patriots so for a while under Brady and Belichick. But I just feel like it's it's really hard to be cons- like the, on top for that long. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt it's a parody league. I mean, yeah. it's, it's definitely going to give you – on any given Sunday, yeah, any team can win, but – I mean, there's a lot of teams that can win the Super Bowl, I think. So um, pretty exciting, too. So anyway, so next week we'll we'll cap, we'll cap recap where we stand in the NFL because I'm sure there'll be some more. I mean, who knows what will happen. Someone's bound to retire again this week and come back. Um, and, of course, we'll keep you up to date on what's been going on in March Madness. We'll, we'll definitely have our Sweet 16. Um, we might have some teams going down to the Elite Eight by then as well. Um like I said, we're going to finish watching this Villanova-Ohio State game. Buckeyes are down eight right now. For just turning the ball over, I feel like. Otherwise, they, they could hang in there maybe. This final two minutes and 35 seconds, I think, in the first half will be important. You can't you can't let it get out. can't let it get away from you, I guess that's what I should say. Um, so we'll see what ends up happening. But anyways, um, I think that's probably where we wrap up this week. Yeah, a lot, lot to talk about, cover a lot of different things, and I mean, be a lot more to come with March Madness. There's still like four more, five more games today. 
probably be a lot of news that we could probably cover. A lot of uh, great games. Maybe even throw a buzzer beater in there. A huge upset. Um, yeah, it'll just be fun. And during the week, we'll be able to get something up, previewing the the Sweet 16 and so on going Give me forward. Ohio State buzzer beater today. That's what I want. That all you want? That's all I want. It ain't happening, <laughs> but anyways. All right, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week.